What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It gives me great pleasure to welcome you back once again to Fighting Fire with Fire, the AJ Roadshow. At time of recording, it is Thursday, January 26th, 2017, and with me here in my room in Rosendale, Massachusetts, is someone who is making a return appearance to the podcast after a long hiatus, my good friend Elliot Bruce. Elliot, say hi to the people. It's been a while, people. Elliot, as we usually do on this podcast, I like to begin the episode with a good old, how was your day? My day was great. Thank you for asking. How was your day? That's, that's, we're not going to talk about the fact right, that well, you're right. But I'm just being polite. Oh, words. thank and you. My day was wonderful you. and lazy. So nice. do, would you, My describe- day was definitely not lazy because um, I started a new job this with the, with the start of the year. And yep. it's been just, just all spades so far. All spades. That's yeah, a good thing. Spades, spades are good. Okay. And you have a sore right shoulder. Oh, dude. <clears throat> so I had this I had this great idea while we were watching the Celtics game the other night, uh, which which they lost to the Wizards by uh, I think a dozen, and they never really led in the game. Actually, I think they might have tied it at one point or be down two. But anyway, I said for every point scored in the first quarter, you do a push up, and then yep. and then a different exercise in squats, each squats, sit ups, etc. But so uh, those you know those push-ups they really did a number on me. Uh, fifty-seven points were scored in the first quarter, so I did fifty-seven push-ups. Elliot's a big boy. Did fifty-seven push-ups. And my shoulders are hurting today, and it's like borderline cannot lift my arms above like a forty-degree angle now. It is. It was. It was worse earlier. But wait. Uh. uh, uh Forty-seven. It's a. It's a. It's a uh, wonderful reminder that Elliot and I both are not in shape, and that we have oh, to work on that. I thought you were going to say human. Yes, we are human. No, we're definitely. We get reminders that we're human all the time. I'm saying this is a reminder that we're not <clears throat> in shape. I don't know. All right. So, after uh, how was your day? We like to do a bit called here on Fighting Fire with Fire, the AJ Rush Show, called "So Hot Right Now," where we give a recommendation of mm. a, anything that you think is so hot right now. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, in honor of Mugatu from Zoolander, Hansel so hot right now. So Hansel, hot right now. and you can be a sports team. It can be a book, a movie, a film, a TV show, a person, a movement. Sam and I in our least, latest weekly sport scorch. What was so hot right now were the women's no, marches over the I weekend. Get it. I get it. So Elliot, tell us what is so hot right now. Oh, those Sixers are so hot right now. I love it. Yes, the so, Philadelphia Joel Embiid so hot right now. Totally in Nick lo- Stauskas. Nick Stauskas. So hot right Sauskas now. Stauskas-Dio. TJ so, McConnell so, so hot. So, do you want right to expound now. upon that? Do you think that the playoff bound baby can actually come and make the playoffs? There are four and a half games Champion. out right now. Hey, as as uh, Stu Gotts would say, Warriors, boop. Sixers, boop. Collision course, boop. <laughs> All right. That was uh that was, was an impression of an ESPN my, show. My interpretation of, of uh, their weekend observation segment. But in any case, you think that the Sixers can actually... Are you, are you just caught up in the hype, or do you actually think no, they can make the playoffs? No, legitimately, I think that that one of the most important things in any kind of competi- competition is the desire to win. And the Sixers have the desire to win more than, I think, almost any team in the NBA. Pro- no, I think... They have the number one desire to win right now in the NBA, followed closely by the Rockets. Um, Who just lost to the Celtics last night, boy! Yeah, yeah, you know, you can't win every game. But 
I, you know, it's amazing because they have so much young talent and I think that they're really starting to gel well because they all really want to be there and they all really want to take their It's finally the happening. It's, after, it's finally happening. After three plus years of trusting the process, the Philadelphia 76ers fans are vindicated. Sam Hinkie is vindicated by Joel Embiid, who it's infectious to watch his energy spread throughout the team. Yeah, and uh, Ben Simmons got an all-star vote. Did he? That's ridiculous. Yeah, it was probably him. That's ridiculous. But so did a bunch of other random people. I cannot wait for Simmons to come back and for him and Embiid to run a pick and roll. Actually, good transition. All-star game. And the controversy surrounding Russell Westbrook. Yep, because he should, have been, he should have been a starter. Because he, he will be the MVP of the, of, game. The, of the league. Of the league. But he won't start the All-Star game, which is... Has that ever happened before? Are you sure he's going to win MVP? Uh, yes. I think James Harden's going to win MVP. Yeah, hilarious. He's not going to win MVP. Russell Westbrook's going to win MVP. He's going to average a triple-double for the season. And they're going to be probably like the four or five seed. Right, so Harden's going to average, like, he might lead the league in scoring and assists. Yeah. And the team is going to be a two or three seed. Yes, but look at the players around James Harden. It's it's so, it, it's so not fair because the, the Houston Rockets Harden's roster more efficient. is... It, I don't care, man. The Rockets roster is so much more stacked and it gives him the opportunity to be more efficient because there's more threats on the team, you know? Like, guys have to guard the three-point line because Ariza... Ryan who's Anderson, the who's the second best who, who's the second best player on the Rockets? Uh, Trevor Ariza probably or, or Eric Gordon. Gordon this year. Ryan Anderson. I, I, I would assume that Capella's I've, having a freaking burner of a year. I like all these dudes on the Rockets. I don't think you can say that the second and third best players. All right, give me give on me the, the Rockets are the better than the second and third best players on the Thunder. Because give me two players on the Thunder that are better than than. Either Trevor Ariza or Ryan Anderson. Oladipo or and Enos Cantor and Steven Adams. That's just false, completely false. I, I, I don't want to get into the nitpicking of, you know, comparing Trevor Ariza and Ryan not, Anderson. It's just not guys. even fair to say that. I mean, it's just like... There, it's, I, it's basically... I'm I'm really disappointed to hear you say... James Harden's the MVP. Russell Westbrook is... Well, uh, that's That's disappointing to hear you believe that. I don't know what to tell you. That if you take Harden off the Rockets and you take Westbrook off the Thunder, they're both awful teams. No, no. If you take Harden off the Rockets, they're still a five hundred team. That if you is, take Westbrook is, off the off the Thunder, Elliot, I will not have you come. I don't want to have you come on my podcast and say ignorant bullshit like that. I'm not. So, I watch right, a lot of NBA can, and I think I know what I'm talking about. I think that you know a lot about what you talk about. You almost know as much as you think you know what you're talking about when it comes to basketball. That's fair. All right. That means that I we're, we're gonna we're gonna move on, but we're gonna come back to this because this is recorded. So we're gonna come back months from now, and you're gonna be convinced. You're gonna come over to the to the correct side and know that James Harden's the MVP. Of this also, league. speaking speaking of, of of piggybacking off of Russell Westbrook being underappreciated. Yep. His uh, his namesake, Brussels Sprout Cook, is Bru- also Brussels Sprout Cook. Yeah, Brussels Sprout Cook. What do you mean his namesake? Meaning Brussels sprouts are underrated? Yeah. Was that or, a general... Yes. Were you making a bad joke just to say Brussels sprouts are underrated? Brussels sprout cook. Okay, Brussels sprouts are underrated. <laughs> as, an, as a non-secretor. Welcome to Elliot Bruce uh, on the podcast, man. This is what this is like. This is why you're... You're like... 
I've always said this to Sam, and I I, I don't just want to have shots fired. May, although we're trying to have a new segment called Shots well, Fired, why so don't maybe you just this drop is, it there? We're then. gonna we're gonna drop it right here. No, I said I'm dropping these shots right now because oh. Elliot, you are the whoa, you are the perfect third person to have on a podcast. Oh, I actually agree with you. Yeah, I'm, I think I think not shots fired. At I all. think you're tailor made. To be the third person on a podcast and Ta- our Taylor made like two words or like the golf ball, like two words, oh. and <laughs> having you be the second guy, this is just what we end up with. We end up with this, right. which I love because you're one of my very best friends in well, the entire because world. Because the thing is that you know I'm kind of like the punchline guy, yes, and, and I don't really forward the conversation. <laughs> like I try to, but I'm so much more concerned with with just. The just walls. putting in the 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 one just like cringe worthy moment. I mean, I I I agree with you that we we're we're just doing cringe worthy stuff. But this is why we have to keep playing. We have to play through it. Like Phil Jackson used to not call timeouts when the Lakers were getting a run. You know what he also used to them? do win. Uh, coach a good team. Uh, he's not coaching anymore. He's the president. But yes, he was no, in I charge know. of a good well, team. That's. Right. I mean, my, my statement stands. He, so, he used to coach a good team. So we're going to move on to <clears throat> sport ball. Sport ball, do the thing, win the points. We're going to talk about sports stuff. And, Elliot, you wanted to talk today about a couple of different sports things. We just talked about mm. Russell Westbrook and how yes. you think he's the MVP and I think James Harden's the MVP. Yes. Which we will come back to, I promise. Not on this podcast, but like, like later in the NBA season. Okay. But we wanted to talk about the team that is on your chest right now. You uh. are wearing... A Denver Nuggets Nene oh. jersey oh. from, thank you, Rick Ross, from several years ago. Maybach music. Uh, when Nene was on the Nuggets, and Nene's now on the Rockets, but that's okay. It makes it a bomb-ass throwback jersey. Dude. You asked me to get out my Kenneth Faree jersey, which I have not. I'm still in my bathrobe. But you wanted to talk about the Denver Nuggets, who I believe are currently t- in the tight contest for the Western Conference's eighth seed where all the teams are like eight or nine games below 500. But the Nuggets are interesting for NBA junkies, and you and I are NBA junkies, and we wanted to talk about it. So talk to me about the Denver Nuggets, Elliot. Why, I think why there are do a they lot in- of bright spots on this team. Okay. And I think their main weakness is defense right now. But if they can shore up their defense, specifically at the center and power forward position... Then I think they've got some really good pieces to 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 make a run at the playoffs. Not this year. I'm, I I definitely would rule them out for this year. But rule, I think, rule them out of this eight seed. Yeah. All right. As but next year. But next year I think they've got a shot at the eight or even seven seed. Okay. You know, as you know, I'm a huge fan of Will Barton. He's yep. My unconditionally my favorite player in the NBA. <laughs> oh, sorry. By Will Barton, I meant Wilson Chandler. Yep. I was looking at Will Barton. On my phone, which is why I said Will Barton. But I do Wilson, but I Wilson, Wilson, Wilson Chandler. Chandler's balling. Wilson Chandler's also a big proprietor of one of my favorite things in the NBA, which is the two-handed dunk. I think two-handed dunks are underrated, and Wilson Chandler, when he yams, generally green eggs and yams with two hands. Yeah, he gets the crowd up for sure. Uh, also, Gallo just hasn't been like super healthy all year. He has hasn't been super healthy in years slash ever. Um, but the best so player on the team, Nikola Jokic is the most interesting dude on that team. Yeah, except that he doesn't have the same facial hair as uh, most interesting men do. Oh, right. But that's okay, because he's a fantastic passer, and he's uh, once he learns how to be a better defensive rebounder, he has a chance to be an all-star. Right. 
Yeah, I I mean I I don't agree with the all star thing, but I think he's a, a good player. Yeah, perhaps not an all star. Yeah, just saying someone's really got it. We just sort of casually throw out uh, dudes who have potential as they could be all stars, but I maybe that's a stretch with Jokic. But I I read an interesting article the other day that I completely disagree with. Uh, uh-huh. It said that Emmanuel Mudiay is the worst starter on the Nuggets. Out of the five. Out of the five. Uh huh. And I just don't agree with that. I think Mudiay. Do you, do you think Mudiay I mean, can Moutier be in really in, in a Point guard heavy NBA. Can Moutier be anything? Can he register anywhere? Can he like be a top twelve point guard? Here, well, here's the thing. I don't think he needs to be a top anything point guard. He he is perfectly fine at facilitating a game and playing mediocre defense. And I think the the key to the Nuggets' success is elsewhere. I think they they're fine just slotting in Emmanuel Moutier with Jamal Murray coming off at, off the bench to you know. Yam up some threes and other other uh, poorly chosen shots, uh, but 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 you know, like I said, I think the the key is they've got to they've got to shore up the. You just described position. like a really mediocre point guard. You said chuck up some shots and play mediocre defense. Yes, that's that's Jamal Murray, who is a mediocre point guard. Right, but he's a good shooting guard. We say we want him to be a good shooting guard. Jamal right? Murray. Yes, yes, yes I agree. we want him to be a two. We don't want Jamal right. Murray. Well, to be but a point but he, guard. he he tends to kind of he's been playing he, more he point guard play, recently. He likes to play with the ball in his hands. You know, like you're not going to see him being one of those catch and shoot guys that that you kind of expect out of a shooting guard. He's more of a guy that's going to take a few dribbles and then pull up or something like that, or, or shoot a floater. You know. Uh, first of all, Elliot, you are mumbling a lot. You got to talk distinctly and into the microphone when Sorry. you are on this podcast. Sorry, I'm, I'm trying to have a conversation with you here. Oh, so I, I was talking towards you. I no, I agree, but this is why you know the podcast. You have to be a little bit less personal. You have to just address this little blue snow snowball microphone that we're talking into. All right, and so the moves nuggets, that the Nuggets should make. Yeah, trade Gallinari. Yeah, trade Fareed. Yeah. And maybe trade Will Barton. All right, because I think that I'm 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 with you on all that. I think Will Barton should be a starting shooting guard in the league, but I, I don't think the Nuggets need him as a starting shooting guard, and his talent can lead to him being overpaid. I think so. I think that in order to free up some cap space, they can Which probably not, and they don't need any more cap space. They're below the salary floor. Okay, well, whatever. Then, I you know what, go away. But, but but if they you know if they free up some cap space, they can sign a couple max players in the off season. And I think if they if they because we know that all free agents, they're like you know what, get me in the room with the Denver Nuggets. Hey, they're they're like get me in the room with the most money. And the if, most and guess what? Under the new collective bargaining agreement, the team that can offer you the most money is the team that you're already on. Okay, well. Sorry, Elliot. I just have to poke holes in this because this is what I'm talking about. You know almost as much as you think you know. All right? So we're talking about the Nuggets. I agree with you that they should try and trade Fareed. I agree with you that they should try and trade Gallinari. I mean, uh, Fareed's, Fareed's a really talented player, and they're not even really playing him. Right. So I agree. So why, why do you have him on your team? You can trade him for pieces that, that the, you think At the same time, I do or not. Or you can I trade the combination. I don't, know what the, I don't know what the market is for and Fareed. For Fareed. <laughs> you could probably find a market for him in uh, Milwaukee is one place I'd say. Yeah. They, they need a power forward. Oh, 
move Jabari to the three. Uh huh. Why? Why not? <laughs> you're 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 not making compelling arguments, Al. This is what I'm saying. What's well? No, I'm saying if they if they trade the package of Gallinari and Fareed, maybe the Bucks is a landing spot. All right. So, uh, also on the list of things you wanted to talk about today, and by things you wanted to talk about, I mean things I'm making us talk about. The fact that Carmelo Anthony and the Knicks are on a beeline toward a divorce. I didn't want and, to talk about this. I know. And Phil Jackson. And the Knicks are trying to orchestrate a trade agreement with another team that Carmelo can ultimately veto with his no-trade clause. Because he has a no-trade clause in his contract. And any trade that the Knicks propose to him, he can be like, nah. But the Knicks seem to think that if they come to an agreement with certain teams, Carmelo will agree to it and agree to waive his no-trade clause. Whether that's a trade to the Cavaliers, Newsflash, to the Clippers. He's going to the Clippers. You think he's going to the Clippers? 100%. This year. This year. Before the trade deadline. Within the next week. Week! Talk to me. Why? Because the Clippers and the Knicks have already reached agreements that they're going... That they're interested... The Knicks are interested in trading Melo without receiving Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, or DeAndre Jordan. I did read that report. That's... I mean, that's all you need to know. Uh, Do you think that the Knicks can get enough back can they can the clippers even come up with a package that doesn't I mean, involve if, those three dudes what, what could they possibly want i mean it would be jamal crawford jj reddick rivers two of those three dudes f- for from the clippers perspective i think they should be willing to trade everybody else <laughs> in exchange for so do you think that so because they, that's really their their missing so let's, piece? So, you so, know? Right. I mean, if, if they they've, can they've, if they can get out of this, keeping Paul Griffin Jordan and Reddick because Reddick is no, they would have to trade Reddick. No, no, no. If they can come out of this, they, without, okay. If they have to trade Reddick, they have to trade Reddick. But but he's one of the most underrated defenders in the league. Yep. And if they can have underrated players, Chris Paul, JJ Reddick, Carmelo Anthony, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan. Like, damn, there's another super team. Again, ag- Bring on the Warriors. Again, again this, I think the, the problem is that for when they were in New York, when they had their best team in New York and their 3-4-5 were Carmelo, Amari Stoudemire, and Tyson Chandler, it didn't work because Carmelo in today's NBA is a 4, not a 3. And yeah. I don't think that him, Blake Griffin, and DeAndre can be a 3-4-5 right. that there's, can hang there's this... with small ball teams, and particularly the small ball death that is the Warriors. Right, and there's there's a lot of um, research that points towards players such as Carmelo Anthony or, like, LeBron James or, you know, players of that kind of ball handling skill going and from shooting the three to the stature. Four. Going from the 3 to the 4, the teams tend to perform a lot better. Mm-hmm. So... I agree with you. I don't think it's the best thing, but I'm saying this if you're the is Clippers, what's happen. this is you got to shoot. If you're the shot. Clippers, you're not like looking at analytics. You're like, oh damn, we can get Mello, Griffin, Paul, Jordan on the same team. Yep. Why would they say no to that? You know, especially because this might be their chance. This is the, like the Clippers. Right. We've we've been they've been, they they right. can't I run mean, it back. I mean, too with much the longer. kind of with the kind of injuries that they keep suffering during the regular season and mm-hmm. postseason, you know. That's that's a big issue. So you're saying I, I that this now is happening. Is time. This is happening. This is going to happen. All right. Guaranteed. You heard it here first. 
So the last thing that I want to talk about is the Super Bowl. So we so we talked about is there another NBA topic? Last but not least, is there another? Is, well, let's let's not necessarily say it's the last thing we're going to talk about. Is there an, another NBA topic that is really tickling your fancy right now that you want to delve into a little? Well, bit? it's fu- it's funny you should ask that, and we will bring this up in a in a, another podcast soon during the All Star break. Yep. But I went back into uh, our preseason episode. Oh, you've got the spreadsheet of you, me, and Dan. Yeah, this isn't going to make sense to you because okay, just, that's fine. Code, but um. I went back and looked at the preseason predictions for the West. Because me, you, and Dan did over-unders just for the West, unfortunately. Just for the West. Yeah, uh, Dan, Dan and I did the East. I missed out on the East, but that's okay. It's okay. So we've got him here. Yeah. And it's, it's and we're just doing a little update? I, I don't want to do a full update, but I, I just have to say... Some interesting it's, things. It's, it's interesting. Stay posted, my friends. We'll because, keep you... Because we will... We'll keep you posted. Yeah, that's the word that I was thinking of. Stay posted. We should make that a thing. Stay thirsty, stay, my stay, posted Stay posted. Friends. All right. So, we will. Co- I'm actually super interested to hear about those once we get to the end of the year because some of our predictions are going to be very right and some of them are going to be horribly, horribly wrong. Anyway. Right. We wanted to talk about Super Bowl Lee, Super Bowl LI, Super Bowl 51 between the New England Patriots and the Atlanta Falcons because you... I've bet a lot of money on a lot of football games for multiple years, mm-hmm. and now specifically this past year, specifically more, specifically this past more than year, former years, and you, you come you've come out about even, right? Uh, yeah, actually, almost exactly, almost even. exactly even, which is ridiculous. Like Ten bucks, which is ridiculous. Yeah. So, right now the spread I believe is still three points, right? The spread uh, is three points on this game. Uh, yes. The, pa- the yes. Patriots are favored by three points over the Atlanta Falcons. If that line gets bet up like I think it's going to, above three, to three and a half or to four, do you think the Falcons are the right side? Yeah. Hell yeah, yeah I think the Falcons are the right side. Because I agree with that. And I'm a huge Patriots fan, and I will not be putting a cent on this game. Except yeah. For, except for props. Come on. Prop bets, definitely. But uh, I looked at some of the odds on what Lady Gaga's first song is going to be. Born This Way as the first song, plus 800. Mmm. No I th- way, I think dude. she could totally open with Born This Way. No. We can delve into this on a Super Bowl preview pod, but like a full, which Sam and I are going to do, maybe I can have a clip of, of us talking about some of the props, but I think Lady Gaga could totally open with Born This Way. I think Bad Romance is going to be... Bad Romance is the overwhelming open. favorite. I, I, it's, the, I, it's like minus 1,500 or something. It's something ridiculous. Yeah, I think it's probably the overwhelming favorite for a reason. I, I think Born those, this way, man. I think I'm those kind you. of props are, are dumb because there are going to be some people that have the inside That just scoop, know. You know. And that's like, why the lines are the way they are. Right. Like some somebody is helping to set up the halftime show and is like, all right, like we're, start, we're starting, starting with, with Bad, bad romance. romance. Right. And then they see the line in Vegas. They're like, I can literally just go to Vegas and make free money on this. Right. So why wouldn't they do that? And thus Vegas adjusts the line. Because so that... it's not, it's it's super interesting because that's a thing, but it's not, it's not like insider trading in, in stocks. You know, like mm-hmm. if you have the inside scoop in sports, there's no legislation against that in sports in like Las Vegas. It's fucked up. Is it? Kind of. Well... So if you're one of the just is it? if you're just like the sound guy for Lady Gaga yeah in the Super Bowl and you're just yeah you you phone your buddy in Vegas actually I guess you can't do that that's illegal that's illegal you take a plane to Vegas you take your life savings and say 
Give me bad romance. And then when Lady Gaga does Born This Way, you're screwed. Yeah, you're like, last minute set change. Oh, no. That's true. Jesus. I'm sure that's happened. I am sure that has happened. Yeah. Maybe not life savings, but a significant amount of money. Anyway. I, you know, I'm sure it has. I'm Elliot, sure it has. if you like... The, whichever team you like to win, is it better to just bet on the respective quarterback to win MVP if you think they're going to win the game? If you think the Patriots are going to win, shouldn't you just bet on Tom Brady to win MVP? Yes. Or Matt Ryan to win MVP if you think the Falcons are going to win? Um, Maybe? Or should we just look at those? We'll just have to yes, look up those odds. I, th- I think so. But aren't the, aren't I, I the think, odds going to be slightly better that Matt Ryan wins MVP that, than the Falcons' money line? Well, here's the thing. I think I think that you're probably not going to get good value on those lines because that's those are obviously the overwhelming favorites heading into the game. You can look it up right now if you don't mind. I'm but sure. I think I think um, there's actually I I have this feeling that if the Falcons win the game, it'll be because one of their uh, like D backs or or. Or somebody just has a crazy game, like maybe like two picks and a and a return touchdown or something, something along that those lines. Some defensive you know? player has a couple like, of turnovers. Yeah, yeah. I Mal- think Malcolm I think Butler if the Falcons or... win, it's going to have to be on their defense really outperforming, um, and that's no disrespect to their offense, which is just phenomenal. But like I I, I don't know. I I think that it's it's just not plus EV to take. Uh, either quarterback to win MVP unless it unless here like what are we looking at right so now? we're looking at Brady is uh minus 125 like that's ridiculous that's well just, well that's that's, that's at this one place at the other places it's it's like plus 100 plus 170 uh, okay so so best that we're looking at is plus 230 which is oh no what are we talking about good oh we're, we're looking oh we're looking right? we're looking at it uh here so yeah plus 100 is is the even best odds, odds you're gonna get even yeah. odds for Brady to win MVP? Yeah. That's just silly. Yeah, That's not just good silly. value. But Ryan is plus one eighty. But here's what I'm here's what I'm talking about. Scroll down a little bit. Julio Jones is a like you can probably bet. take the field. You know, no, no, I don't think so. But like Vic hey, Beasley, yo, eighty to one. Vic Beasley at eighty to one. That's is a great fantastic. Bet. That's that's seeing exact, as Von, Von see, Miller won it last year. That's right? exactly my point. You know. Vic Beasley gets up there, yo, a pick and a and a forced fumble and like Julio 15 Jones tackles. Julio Jones twelve and a half. To no, one. no, 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 no. Julio Jones will not win MVP, guaranteed. Even if yeah, he, you're right. He totally didn't just score a hundred. Dude, to have 180 yards and two touchdowns. I don't care. He wasn't going to be MVP of that game. Matt Ryan was going to be MVP of that game. It's almost never that you're going to see. The last a time, wide receiver the last time a wide receiver game. won MVP of the Super Bowl was Heinz Ward in 2005, maybe? I think. Am I crazy? I think it was Heinz Ward in 2005. But, like, what do you have to do to, to, to win MVP for, for a wide receiver? Your quarterback has to have an average game, and you have to have a good one, right? Exactly. And those two things usually don't both happen. I, exactly. It's so rare, I don't think the odds are, are there. Or was it? No, send, uh... Did Santonio Holmes win MVP for his crazy catch against the Cardinals? Asking the wrong dude. I think I think he might have. I think Santonio Holmes might have won Super Bowl MVP in 08. Um, anyway. Yeah. So, so I guess I if I was going to say somebody to win MVP, Vic Beasley at 80 to 1. Vic Beasley at 80 to 1. Mal- Malcolm, Malcolm Butler at 100 to 1. Ooh! No. No. Malcolm Butler at 100 to 1. No. Because because he could get burned by Matt Julio Ryan Jones pl- Matt Ryan plus one eighty or Vic Beasley at eighty to one. No no no, no. You can't take a quarterback. That's that's that's, that's what 
It's just throwing your money away. It's throwing your money away. Yeah. Why? Because because the value's not there. Like even if even if even if you're right, it's not. You you, you got to talk about value, and you that's where you really have to look for for at, at prop bets. When you're looking at prop bets, you can't look at like oh like Matt Ryan's gonna win MVP. Better take him. Like you have to look for value because that's that's how you profit long term. You know. If you're if you're seriously looking at prop bets, if you're just trying to throw a few bucks on the game, go ahead, take Mount Ryan, take Tom Brady. Uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but you might as well bet on the coin flip. Yeah, tails, better, baby, better, tails, better odds, tails, tails, tails. I might have to take that against you. Blue Gatorade, feeling heads. Blue Gatorade. No, Blue or- Gatorade. Orange. Dude. See, orange is always the orange is the favorite, man. You gotta look for value in the Gatorade color. Ex- that's okay? a great point. That's a great point. <laughs> Orange point. is always the favorite. You can get better odds on blue. That's a great point. And blue's a better Gatorade I'm sure, flavor. I'm sure. Whether it's you, cool blue or glacier freeze, it's a better Gatorade you know, color than orange. I think the I think the best way to find this out is to to you just gotta look at tape, man. Just go back, look at tape of the of the Patriots and the, and the Falcons because they probably have the same flavor Gatorade each ooh. game. You know, if you're really into this Gatorade bet. Go back, check the That's tape. That's a fantastic bet. See, see, maybe maybe Pats love red Gatorade. Maybe Edelman just drinks red Gatorade after every touchdown. Elliot, we have talked about sport ball. We've talked about the NBA. We've talked about the Super Bowl just a little bit. We're going to talk about it more next week. Is there anything else that is just on your mind that you want to say before we say bye to the people? Um, You're thinking. You're thinking. You're pondering. Well. Reaching the inner recesses of your mind. For topics to talk about on Fighting Fire with Fire, the AJ Rose Show. I'm just interested in seeing what Purdue's odds to win March Madness are. All right. And once, see, as a podcast based in the Northeast, as soon as you go to college, this is where we lose you. Because I love college That's basketball. That's why I'm limiting it to one team. That's why we're limiting it, to, limiting it to one team. Shout out to Caleb Swanigan, who's having a great year. And we will look up Purdue's. We will do a, I'll guarantee you. Me and you will do a March Madness preview come March Hell before yeah. the tournament happens. That will Hell absolutely yeah. happen. We will fill out brackets live here on the podcast. As usual, you can listen to all episodes of Fighting Fire with Fire at soundcloud.com slash fightingfirewithfire. Give us a like or a comment on Facebook at facebook.com slash the AJ Rose Show. Send us an email, ajroshow at gmail.com. Hit the AJ Rose Show up on Twitter at the AJ Rose Show. Hit me up on Twitter, Snapchat, or Instagram at a Jeremy Rose. And... For Elliot, Elliot, say bye to the people. Loading. Oh, we're going to get produced title odds before you get out of here? Loading. say bye to the people. Loading. I'm going to say bye to the people on Elliot's behalf, and I'm going to cut this off before we have produced title odds because it's going to make Elliot mad. No, don't do it. Don't don't you do it. It's loading. My name's name's AJ Rose. No, it's not. No, 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 no. (laughs) Hold on. You're just... It's coming. Hold on, I uh, have it. uh, Hold uh, on. uh, it's not listed. It's not listed. I'm so sorry. Value. Value. Purdue the Purdue Boilermakers to win the national title. You heard it here first. Purdue. All right. Elliot say bye to the people. Elliot. Elliot say bye to the people. Bye people. All right. I'm AJ Rose for Fighting Fire with Fire. We'll see you guys next time. Cheers. <laughs>